0: You're listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. Sometimes I think it's funny that the podcast is called How to Talk to Girls because there's literally I, no other podcast I know that is uh, so to the point as this one. Everything out there is something along the lines of like the name of the person and their podcast. Not for all of them, but some of them. And I just didn't want to do that with Trip Advice. Because if I put Trip Advice as the name of the podcast, people would probably think it's about vacationing and traveling. And no, that's not what it's about. It's about how to talk to girls. It's about how to meet women. It's about how to go after the kinds of women that you want. It's about getting into the relationship that you want. It's about having the kinds of casual relationships that you want and everything in between. Well, at least you know that if you've been listening for a long time. And if you're new here, well, then you're just hearing it now. Speaking of if you're new here, I want to welcome you. I want to thank you for being here. And uh, you know, uh, whether you're new or you're not new, there's something that I feel like I've been holding back, not on purpose, but something I haven't talked about in a very long time on this podcast. I mean, I'm talking at least a couple of years. As you know, I'm always talking about my coaching program, I talk a lot about my hooked program. That's my video course. I even talk about my book magnetic, right? Of course, as you guys know, those are basically like the sponsors of this podcast, right? I have a full business that gives dating advice to guys. And one of the ways that I market that business is doing this podcast is giving you guys free information and, and helping you out in as many ways as possible. I know that not everyone's going to sign up for coaching and that's fine. I'm aware of that. I, Still want to help as many people as I can and some people will and some people won't and so on and so forth. But my point here is is that there is something else that I can give you for free. And yes, it is free and it's something that's going to help you tremendously. It is a part of one of my programs that I cut out and I made for you and it's been available for a while. So again, maybe you have it, maybe you don't, but it's a free video course on how to be able to talk to women and have conversation topics that they would actually bite onto. So a conversation topics that when you bring them up in conversation, they like them and it makes the conversation easier to flow. And I call it Chick Crack. And I want to give it to you for free. It is free. It's at tripadvice.com slash chick dash crack. And again, this is four conversation topics that women go crazy for. And so here's the double whammy here, okay? Is that you're going to get this for free. But then you're going to get put on my email list. And my email list is incredible. I feel like I don't talk about this enough and I really should. My email list is something where I send out emails a couple times a week giving more advice. So I'm giving more advice and I'm giving you more tips and more techniques for talking to women, for avoiding rejection and for being able to attract the kinds of women that you want. So again, two for one here. You're going to get this video for free called Chick Crack. You're going to get put on my email list and you're going to get emails that are going to give you more tips. So if you're a person who likes to read and likes a lot of value, then I want to give that to you. I'll put a link here in the show notes. Check it out. Again, it's called Chick Crack, for conversation topics women go crazy for. It's a short video where I explain those topics and how to use them. My mission on earth is to help as many men as possible. So that's why there's lots of opportunities for you. Now, of course, I do have to talk about coaching because coaching is something that some people are ready to jump in and get results very quickly. If you listen to the podcast or you get on my email list, then the results are up to you, right? You got to use this stuff. You got to get yourself out there. And that's great. Some people want more accountability. They want me to push them. They want a coach to push them. And if you want that, that coaching program, the Trip Advice coaching program is available to you at coachedbytrip.com. You apply today and then we will hop on the phone with you. We'll see if coaching is a good fit and sign you up for one of my programs where we get on the phone with you every single week and hold you accountable to meet women, approach women. We help you specifically with your online dating profile. So what we'll do is we'll actually go in there and help you with your pictures and help you with the entire messaging sequence to send, help you with your bio. And this is going to 10x your matches. It's incredible how well it works. And we teach you my whole system for going out there and approaching women wherever you are, at a bar, at a restaurant, at a sidewalk, at a grocery store, at a library. Do people even go to libraries anymore? Anyways, anywhere you want, you're going to learn how to meet and talk to women. Hence why, again, we call this podcast the How to Talk to Girls podcast. Now, what's today's episode all about? Now that I've given you some some free stuff, let's talk about what today entails. A heated conversation, a debate even, about attraction. Is attraction biological or is it socially constructed? Meaning, is attraction something that is just in our DNA? Is it biological? Or do we find women attractive? Do women find men attractive because of how society tells us to view attraction? Does that make sense? I hope it does. And if it doesn't, you're going to hear in detail more about this where I do an interview or I should say a conversation with Jenny Johnson. She is a TikToker. She's a blogger. She's a writer and she is a very smart woman to engage with and have a conversation with. And that's what we do here. And we get into some debate about whether or not attraction is something that is biological or socially constructed. And we get into lots of great topics. So I think it's time for you to listen. I don't have to sell this anymore. Check it out. You might get heated to it might trigger you. So semi-trigger warning might piss you off a little bit because you're going to hear some interesting things that, like I said, might, uh, might, who knows, tick you off. We'll see. We'll find out. Here it is. My conversation with Jenny. Hey, Jenny. How's it going? Jenny Johnson.
1: Hi, Trip. It's so great to be here with you.
0: Jenny Johnson sounds like kind of like, kind of fake. Is it fake?
1: No, it's not. It it kind of sounds borderline like a porn name, but it's not. And oh, I'm not changing it. I wasn't yeah. going that and, way. It actually
0: yeah. sounded more like an like an actress, kind of like a power name.
1: Okay, yeah, that's. I'll take that over over an illiterate porn name.
0: We see that you have the dirty mind here, and that's fine as long as it's not me. <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble.
1: Not not typically. Have you been on
0: probably. a podcast before?
1: I have. I have. Which one? I've been on a couple. Most recently, I was on um, a podcast titled Recess, which was about mental health. And that was super exciting with my friend Reed. I've been on another one of my favorites was a podcast called Long Story Short. And it was kind of like a spark notes about my life. So that was exciting too. Cool. But yeah.
0: (laughs) Do you have an interesting life?
1: I think I have a remarkably interesting life, but I think everyone does uh, when you look at it with a magnifying glass. True. So,
0: How about if we just looked at it just without a magnifying glass, would we say that yours is interesting compared to the average person?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do think so.
0: What are a couple of things that make it interesting if you'd like to share?
1: For sure. I'm 25. I'm originally from Texas, but I've lived in three different states in the past five years. I dropped out of seminary. I also have a degree in film, but I don't use any of those things in my day-to-day work. Not specifically. I'm trying to think of anything, anything else. I don't know. I kind of feel like I'm a contradiction in a lot of ways.
0: (laughs) What kind of necklace do you have on there?
1: Oh my God, my dad got this for me for Christmas. Isn't it sweet?
0: I actually can't see it because it's it's blurry. So I was going to ask if it was a cross.
1: No, it's not a cross. It's a North Star.
0: Okay, that's cute.
1: But yes, yes, very sweet. Very sweet of him. Mm -hmm.
0: Nice. So the way I found you was, was on TikTok. That's how I find a lot of my guests recently.
1: What a world you live in.
0: What a world. I just, all I have to do is swipe with my thumb and the next thing I know, I'm, I'm talking to the person here live on a podcast.
1: And we're across the country from each other.
0: That's right. About almost 2,000 miles away. And uh, you, have, you have a lot of interesting things to say because you have a blog. I do. And you're a writer. I am. And so if someone asks you, what do you write about? Is it just everything or is there something specific?
1: Usually my my... Answer is that I'm just a contemplative creative. Like I said, I have a background in religion, but I also have a background in media. So I like to consider myself an observationalist. So I'm really passionate about relationships. I'm really passionate about mental health, which I kind of think go hand in hand. And yeah, I just like, I like to think a lot and observe a lot. And, and I don't know if I have a lot of original ideas, but I read a lot of good books. So that's kind of where, mm-hmm. where a lot of my um, thoughts echo from.
0: Any recent books that you've read related to sex dating relationships?
1: Ooh, uh, let's see here.
0: Or any at all that you've read that you remember that you liked in those categories?
1: Oh, my goodness. Uh, The number one dating and relationship book that I think that has rocked my world has been Attached, about attachment theory. Yeah. Yeah. Have you you read it? I have. Yes. What are your thoughts on it?
0: I think it's great. It's funny. I... uh, (laughs) I read three-fourths of it and I left it outside and the wind blew it away. Well, that that's my only guess because I came back out later and it was gone. No. And it wasn't even on the ground anywhere. So I never finished it, but I got the gist of it. I read about 75%. Right. Uh, it's a fantastic book. Yes. Yes. Definitely. So what's your attachment style?
1: So I am, I mean, now I consider myself to be secure, but definitely like a, a recovering anxious attachment. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It's uh definitely difficult Mm -hmm. to be living in the I have a lot of like clients that have that issue. Mm -hmm. That they have anxious attachment. It's hard to live in that world. Yeah. Because you're just anxious over no good reason, illogical, irrational thoughts of the person leaving you or abandoning you. Yes. Because of your own issues, right?
1: Right. And it's also super interesting because at least in my social experience, it's been like, oh, well, kind of the negation of like women being more anxious and then like men being more avoidant is kind of like the blanket statement of genders, which I also kind of think is bullshit because I have plenty of guy friends who are also anxious. So.
0: Yeah, no, totally. There are a lot of guys. Do
1: you know what yours is?
0: I'm secure, but I definitely Mm -hmm. came from if I looked at previous patterns. Mm -hmm. I was definitely used to be anxious.
1: Yeah. Okay. So
0: that was something I didn't even know that I worked on it, but apparently I did because I don't have that anymore. But looking at like how I would act in other relationships when I was younger, like, oh, that would definitely have been more on the anxious side for sure.
1: Right. Which also, I mean, even though they are the names of like the types of attachment in relationships, like anxiety can only reside in environments where other anxiety is. So it's really interesting that, like, if you're in a healthy, reciprocal, secure relationship, chances are, like, you're going to be secure as well. So it would make sense.
0: Are you in a relationship right now?
1: No. No, I'm not.
0: Do you want to be in one?
1: Yes, for sure.
0: Okay. (laughs) Are you, like, looking for one? Are you, like, dating?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm dating. Oh, I don't like how this tastes coming out of my mouth. I'm dating several people, (laughs) but…
0: Wait, wait, wait. That's interesting. Why? Why don't you like the taste of that?
1: Ah, uh, I don't know. I think for some, is it guilt? Yeah. Um, I'm also just like a monogamous person. I was in a really serious relationship that I, you know, we were planning on getting married, and so like, I don't know. At this point in my life, I'm not in a serious relationship, and so yeah, it's just like it's like weird to say, I guess.
0: It's interesting because I'm glad that you told us that. Because I don't know if guys really understand that women are going out there and doing that. Oh, I have a you're roster. Not alone I
1: absolutely that. have a roster. Yeah. <laughs> right.
0: You have a roster. Your friends probably have a roster. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all have rosters. And I think that's okay. I personally think that's okay. I give advice to guys and I say, that's okay.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because you're not you're not monogamous. In that moment, there's no monogamy. You're not in any relationship. Yeah. I feel like the word monogamy is attached to a relationship.
1: Correct. By definition.
0: Right, otherwise, you're just dating, and I think that men and women are doing themselves a disservice if they're doing it one at a time, because it's you're just wasting a lot of time, yeah, if you're looking for a relationship,
1: yeah, and definitely in our secular culture, I think that people in their twenties and thirties it's it's looked at as like a check mark of like, oh, you're supposed to have like one person marriage. Picket fence, kids, job, all of these are like check boxes when it's like, no, that's bullshit. Like the world that we live in, you are allowed to taste and try and do and get to know people and decide whether they serve you or will serve you in the future. Um, not that this is not a permission slip to use people by any means, but in no relationships of failure, like you know you learn something from every person that you get to to be with and and when you don't assign meaning to like dating someone like oh if they break up with me then i'm like worthless or like oh that means that this this it's like no dating people just means getting to know and learn and i mean you're kind of like it's like glorified friendships a little bit and so it's like having that mindset shift just makes things a lot more fun you know
0: oh yeah i mean it's definitely more fun that's for sure yeah it's more fun and and yeah, I just think if you're doing it one at a time, it's just, I mean, yeah, you could really screw yourself. Like imagine yeah. if you're, you know, imagine if you're in your your 30s where you're really trying to find a relationship and it's a little bit past the date of what, you know, maybe I guess to each their own. But let's say you're in a period of your life where you're looking for someone serious.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then you get into something with someone and it goes for two months. Mm-hmm. And then it ends because a lot of most things will end. Mm-hmm. That's two months where you could have been dating two or three other people at the same time, where now you wouldn't be from zero and you'd be already kind of seeing someone to then keep that
2: process. Yes.
1: Going. And, you know, I'm all about like long obedience in the same direction. If you want to be exclusive with someone, freaking go for it, but like also have that conversation before you like cut yourself off to other people or like but like i also will say i've never really been on a dating app like unless it was like super short-lived like as a joke like going out with girlfriends in a different city type thing so i only have met men like in real life so i think i also think that that's a different landscape so i can't really speak to dating apps. how are
0: they meeting you where that where where were you meeting them
1: um, let's see here. The last guy that I like met in the wild was on an airplane.
0: <laughs> oh, nice.
1: Yeah. So sat by him and we just like kind of hit it off. We actually talked about podcasts for like almost the full flight. So
0: And he mentioned that he listens to the How to Talk to Girls podcast. Yeah. and He absolutely loves yeah.
1: it. Yeah. And then he was like, yeah, I'm going to talk to this girl next to me and she's a catch. So you should listen. listen to Trip. Listen to him.
0: Listen to Trip. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's interesting. I met a girl on an airplane once and she was, it was actually um, funny because I, that was the only time I've ever met a girl on a plane and she was the worst kisser. Oh, I've ever had in my entire life. It was, I can't, I can't even try to describe it to you. Mm. It was so strange what was happening in our mouths when we were doing the kiss. It wasn't on the airplane, by the way. It was on a first date that happened a week later. Good, good, good. good. But anyway, Mm. I digress. Okay. Let's, I want to talk about this real quick. Your, Speaking of timelines, one of your biggest TikTok videos, which I have right here, is you talking about 20s being... Uh, well, you, you were commenting on someone's comment of 20s are prime for women, 30s are prime for men. It got a million views, has 28,000 comments. Do you remember what you said in this video? Do you want to talk about this? I'm curious now, seeing that video what your thoughts on on this topic is.
1: Well, first of all, whenever I put out a video, I, you know, for some odd reason, my mind still just exists in its own eyes. And it's like, I'm really just talking to myself here, not people at large. So I I wasn't expecting that much of a perception, but I will say it's really interesting to see the different perspectives. And mostly that video, mostly men have commented on.
0: Yeah, they're mad.
1: That, that's that been a dude's post. And I will also say that I am not above reflecting or trying to like eat my own words or like getting different people's opinions because I don't like surrounding myself with people that think exactly the same way as I do. So I did take a lot. I, I did read a lot of the comments and I did take a lot of them into consideration I also had some conversations with like men that I love and I care about. And I'm kind of like, is this actually what you think? Like, is this actually how it is? And they're like, yeah, no, for real. Like, I feel like there's a lot of inequality in the statement that you made.
0: What did you say in the video? What was the video about?
1: Yeah, that video was about the inequality when it comes to privilege in men and women. And just how the age gap kind kind of changes things. So I said something along the lines of like you know women are kind of discarded societally by the time that they're in their 30s um because of the way that they look yet men have the privilege of getting to you know with like peppered hair and like more money and like the older you get you're a hotter commodity yeah that's essentially what i said
0: right yeah you know someone commented and said 20s are prime for women 30s are prime for men. I personally do agree with that. I do agree with that fact. Mm -hmm. I do think that women have... I mean, basically what we're talking about, I would say that is true for the sexual marketplace, right? for the dating, for the idea that women will have more options in their 20s than a man does, and a man will have more options in his 30s just because they are at their, their peak attractiveness level. Women are at their peak attractiveness level in their 20s, and men get that later. So it sort of balances itself out, I would say. It just happens at this off time. That's why you see a lot of women who are your age, not all the time, but a lot of the time, dating men who are older. I'm curious, are you dating guys older than you? Or what's the age of, of the guys that you're dating right now?
1: Yeah, no, not currently. Boys that I've been dating have been much closer to my age. What are they at? Like twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven. Okay. Which I like. I I mean, I'm not super comfortable with saying that. Like dating people your age is the way to go. So
0: wait, why are you not having a good time doing that?
1: No, I I'm just like aware of you know the science behind a man's prefrontal cortex isn't fully formed until. You know, they're mid 20s. And so I'm kind of like, uh, I'm experiencing a lot of that.
0: (laughs) So, okay. So, this kind of proves the point a little bit, then, is that you are dating men in your age range, Mm -hmm. but it sounds like you don't like it.
1: Yeah. Um, (laughs) I don't know if any of them are going to listen to this.
0: (laughs) Honestly, as much as I do think this podcast is very popular and gets a lot of downloads. It's still very niche. Yeah. So, I, d- I doubt, I, I doubt I, it. I, I doubt it.
1: Also, I'm so unapologetic about it.
0: So then, yeah. you know, just yeah, let it all out.
1: I will. I have yet to date anyone more than five years older than me, but I, I have a lot of guy friends that are much older than me. And so I, I do think that, um, but like, if we could also go back to the point of like a woman's worth, like sexual worth being at her prime in her twenties solely because of like her like fertility or like her yeah. her like outward beauty sexuality that's actually yeah. not necessarily scientifically proven it's it's very like Freudian. It's like very socially constructed.
0: Is it? Why do you think it is? I feel like a lot of men would find I mean if we just took a poll, mm-hmm. I mean of course there's always exceptions and and if we took a, a woman who's 25 years old,
2: mm-hmm.
0: like, you know, let's even do this. Mm-hmm. If we took a picture of you right now, you're 25,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and then you're 35, mm-hmm. most men would want to sleep with or date, whatever you want to say, mm-hmm. the 25-year-old version of you. Mm-hmm. Just like me. I bet you that most women would look at a picture of me when I was 25 and when I was 35 and probably find the 35-year-old person more attractive than the 25-year-old.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: I would think that that would be the case. What what do you think though?
1: I yeah, I don't I don't fully agree. I think that it, I also think that we're in a renaissance of sorts when it comes to like social construction and like how people are viewing one another because I just think that like with the deconstruction of the patriarchy and like why is a woman more attractive at 25? Is it because of like The like absence of wrinkles? Is it because of?
0: Yeah, that's one.
1: Right. But it's like, and then let's go into why are wrinkles unattractive?
0: Because it's a sign of age and it's a sign of fertility.
1: Right. But like I said, like if there is research that like that's not an accurate parameter of a woman's fertility, then it kind of circles back around to like a very like patriarchal point of view of just like.
0: But that you're saying that's like then you're saying that when you say patriarchal point of view, mm-hmm. is this kind of like a nature versus nurture thing?
1: No, I, th- I mean, the patriarchy is like constructed by like cisgender, straight, wealthy white men, essentially. So, I mean, I think that it kind of all has to go back to like power. And like when a woman is, you know, what does the absence of wrinkles mean? It means that she's younger. What does younger mean? Younger means that she's weaker. What does weaker mean? Weaker means that you're stronger than her. So it's like almost, a like I said, like a power struggle. So like, I'm kind of diving deep here, but this has just been my personal experience because I am 25 and I am, you know, even by like my family and like men that I do trust, they've, you know, very much sobered me up. Like, this is the most attractive that you're going to be. Like you are in your prime, you know? And that's like not a really fun thing to hear.
0: Well, no, it's never a fun thing to hear. You know, I don't think I would like to hear it either if I was, you know, when I was 25, that I would say, no, sorry, you're just like not, you know, Mm -hmm. they wouldn't say it literally like this, but you're not fully developed and you're just not that attractive. Right. You don't have a good job that's making good money.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Sorry. I don't know if it has to do with fairness. I think, Mm -hmm. yeah, like we're being raw and real right now and things do hurt, mm-hmm. I'm sure. And I'm not necessarily out here making the, the point that you were at your most attractive, but mm-hmm. I am definitely think that women are at their most physically attractive mm-hmm. in their mid to late 20s. Yeah. So yeah, it hurts, but that doesn't mean it's not true.
1: Right. Yeah, I guess that that I would just like to raise my son in a, in a world where he looks at women a little bit differently because I, I don't think that information doesn't change people's hearts, like there has to be something that's like punctured there that like actually matters. So it's like, are you going to date a girl just because of the way that she looks? You know?
0: Well, I mean, let's be honest though. We're talking about attraction. Okay. It's like, okay. So I just don't think we have a choice Mm. biologically in a, in a biological response Mm -hmm. that I would be more attracted to it, Let's go. Let's let's go even more drastic. A twenty five year old version of you mm-hmm. and a fifty year old version. How about an eighty year old version? Mm-hmm. I mean, could you blame me for thinking that a twenty five year old might be more attractive than an eighty year old? That's the same thing. It doesn't seem fair, right? It's like, well, well, is that still the patriarchy? I mean, I don't know if guys are thinking, mm-hmm. in the sense, subconsciously or consciously, mm-hmm. that the person that they're attra- the female that they're attracted to is someone they're attracted to because they have power over them. I mean, oh, I can I'd, say for yeah, myself. I
1: don't think that it's a conscious thing at all.
0: No. You think it's a subconscious thing that they only are attracted to someone who's younger because they're weaker?
1: Uh, Yeah. Like I said, I don't think that it comes from a place of malicious intent. I think that it is kind of how we've been conditioned to be, at least here in the West. That's all that I can really speak towards. I've never dated anyone in like Asia or... Anywhere
0: else. So. Sure. Well, what about the reverse? Okay. About Or not the, yeah, or, or not the reverse. Um, what about women and their attraction mm-hmm. towards towards men? Mm-hmm. That they are more attracted to a guy who's usually older, more mature, guys who are wealthy. Yeah. Why are so many women attracted to that? Mm-hmm. I don't know. We can even say powerful guy. Uh-huh, I mean, yeah. all the literatica out there is always like a guy who's strong, who's powerful, who's a billionaire. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what's the explanation for that? Is that also some social constructed, I don't even know what that would be. because totally. I, I, I don't know.
1: Well, what do you think about that? Yeah, no, I think that it would be borderline primitive as well. The, similar to, you know, on the dude's side. I'm about to get real vulnerable here. I have dated um, one guy that is like significantly higher in terms of like class than I am. And it showed a part of myself that I didn't really know existed, that I was kind of like, oh my God, like he's not like the most like physically attractive guy that I've ever met, but it's really hot that like he has money. And I like kind of had to, like I'm a writer. So obviously like I I really held myself accountable to that and kind of had to like step back a little bit um, because I was dating. Did you feel guilty? Oh my god, yes! Especially because I ended things with another guy that I was dating who had a lot more like check marks than the like rich guy did. But like the richness kind of overpowered all of the other boxes. And like I said, like that's such a only my therapist really knows that I thought that way.
0: (laughs) No, I'm glad that you said that. That that makes it that makes a good point, though. It's like you were attracted to that, and I don't. And I don't think. There's anything inherently wrong with that?
1: No, I don't think that there's anything wrong with it, but I don't think that it served me in the long run because like I said, I ended up kind of feeling a little bit more like a trophy to him than I did a partner because of the way that I looked and like, you know, the job that I have and like the face that I have and like, what did he have? He had money. He didn't necessarily have the vigor or the attractiveness or the commonalities or the faith or anything else that I'm looking for in like a monogamous partner. But like the guy that I like dumped and stopped seeing did. So that doesn't feel good to say, but...
0: No, I I hear your point. I mean, I guess it'd be the same thing as me telling a guy, don't just date a girl because she's pretty.
1: Right. You learn the hard way, but you sometimes do have to learn. Yes. Mm -hmm. But
0: I do think that these are just the natural urges that we have and how attraction just plays a role. Totally. Yes, I do. I do. I think what you're trying to say, and I do agree with that sense is, yeah, just because you were really attracted to this guy Mm -hmm. who was very rich. Mm -hmm. Does that mean he's a good fit for you? No. Maybe, maybe not. You don't know. You found out no, right? But you don't know until you date the person. But, but, I think also it's like this. Let's imagine that guy had a great personality Mm -hmm. or whatever you were, whatever he lacked, Mm -hmm. but just fill in what he lacked. Mm -hmm. So now he's very wealthy and he's got all these great things about him. Mm -hmm. Okay. Whatever those things are for you. Mm -hmm. And then let's replicate that guy and make him pretty average salary. Yeah. Who would you want to be with?
1: As a girl, it is kind of a pros and cons list because the unfortunate thing, as we've talked about, is that girls get older. And, you know, if your, you know, social worth goes down, it's kind of like, okay, like, yeah, I do pay my own bills. And like, I do take care of myself now. And like, I do get fun attention now. And I I have my girlfriends now, but the older that I get, like, am I going to want a breadwinner? Like, am I going to want someone to be able to take care of me? Like, am I going to want to have a father for the children that I want one day? And it's kind of like, yeah, if he's a good guy, like that, that's really awesome. And a lot of my girlfriends do think that way. You know, if he's a great guy, like love will get us through, commitment will get us through. But then like you look at, I don't know, literature since the beginning of time, all of the stories of like the woman or like the damsel in distress choosing a man that can provide for her fiscally or physically sometimes works out but like it's also really sad and i'd like to think that one day i can have a guy who's like all of the things <laughs> but
0: so so when then what's your answer there which guy do you want guy a wealthy has all the personality traits commitment love etc you're looking for guy b just only one different variable he's not wealthy is very average in salary. Which person would you want?
1: I mean, I'm gonna pick. I'm. Mm,
0: it's okay. This is being recorded.
1: Just yeah, I be
0: real here. It's okay. I'm. I, it's okay. Yeah,
1: I'm gonna. I mean, I'm gonna go with with guy A with the bank with the bank. There's account. nothing, and that's okay.
0: <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. Right. Don't. I, I'm telling you. I'm trying to. Let me release that guilt. It's okay. Yeah. I think that you should be with someone who's going to be i mean not you should be with someone who's wealthy mm-hmm. but of course you're gonna pick that why wouldn't you pick that it's like i'm trying to think of the inverse of that Try, maybe you can do it to me create an yeah. what would be the inverse for a, for what a guy would be looking for it's like i guess it would just be looks yeah right? i mean
1: it. you tell me like is that the number one thing that a guy looks for in a woman is like you know physical attractiveness yes.
0: It's the number one. I'm not saying that there's a close number two. I think there is many close number twos. Mm. I personally have been with women who have been very attractive mm-hmm. and their personality for me, and I know this for other guys too, to be true, just destroyed what they looked like. Like mm. I could not be physically attracted to them anymore, where once I was so physically attracted to them, all because their personality took a toll on who they were
1: can I ask in terms of personality does this mean like lack of personality or that they had like like they were like super caddy that they were super smart smarter than you were they like did they make more money than you like were they know-it-alls were they like or was there like nothing there or like did what well, was funny folks- yes you
0: didn't mention it yeah you took you said a lot there's one thing you didn't mention is just they brought a lot of drama into
1: my life drama. Okay.
0: Yes. Interesting. Lots of fighting, lots of jealousy, Mm. lots of irrational jealousy. The person, I'll just say, was not fit to be in a relationship due to some of their mental health issues. Mm -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm. And
0: I got the brunt of it. Right. So that made me unattracted to them and and they were not fit to be in a relationship. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. Wait, so you say, if I can echo back, you say drama and mental health. Do you think that those two go hand in hand or are they two separate things?
0: Um, I think, no, I think they're, well, let's, let me think about that. If they have mental health issues, will they bring, bring drama?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: No, not necessarily. If they bring drama, do they have mental health issues? I think 99% of the time.
1: Okay. That's a bold claim.
0: Yeah. Because if you're bringing drama, I mean, to make this as, Kind of fair as possible, it's like imagining that the guy's not doing anything to entice the drama. If the woman is bringing drama in for no reason, there most likely is a mental health issue happening.
1: Mm, see, I would actually argue the opposite because what's the phrase of like big minded people discuss ideas and like small minded people like discuss like other people, or just like yeah. if like a girl's very like just not. There's not a lot going on between her ears. She might like pick fights or like have friend issues or other guy issues.
0: But I think that's a mental health issue. Okay. That I think that might come down to self-esteem.
1: Okay. I hear you. You know? Yeah. It's just my
0: opinions and thoughts. Yeah. I don't know. You, I don't you know. I have experience
1: sure. dating women. I don't. So
0: <laughs> that's true. That is true. Yeah. I even heard this from oh, man, I wish I knew this source. Someone said, it was a pretty good source too. Mm-hmm. Not that that means much because I don't have it, but mm. someone said that lesbian relationships are the most fiery of any relationship.
1: Oh, I can imagine. So many hormones. Because
0: there's two women, lots of hormones, lots of things going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's backtrack okay. just a little bit. So, so yeah, okay, we were t- you were talking about personality mm-hmm. for the women. So okay, so looks. Yeah, so looks for a guy. And yeah, it's extremely important. That's what makes them choose to go over and approach a woman. That's what makes them want to swipe on someone. And I think that, a, of course, we're all swiping because of looks on dating apps. But I think that men will let more go than a woman will on a dating app mm. for looks. For example, if she has some weird shit on her profile, but she's like super hot, he mm-hmm. will just swipe right. he will just say yes. I think a woman, maybe not as
1: much. I have a theory. I'm about to put all my cards out on the table.
0: Yeah, well you already have, but let's yeah <laughs> continue. Yeah,
1: no, I have a theory that kind of in terms is what is what you were saying is like the hotter a girl gets or more attractive a girl gets, the weirder she can be. <laughs> so like uh some god I hope no one that I foreseeably date listens to this, but a fun thing that I've liked to do in my youth is kind of test that game a little bit. <laughs> like, how weird can I be here? Like how Until
0: this guy is like, okay. Until I'm done. this
1: or not even until he's like, he's just kind of like, What are you talking about? You know? Kind of like, how arbitrary can I get? Like a fun game that I've I've liked to do is like sending emojis in response that like don't make any sense. So it'll be like, what do you want to get for dinner? I'll send like I don't know, like the diamond emoji. And <laughs> and it just kind of like goes from there. Or, you know, responding with like an adjective when it's like just not necessary.
0: So why are you doing that?
1: To kind of test the waters of just kind of like, is he like actually interested in getting to know me continually? Or did he like just want to like look at me and chat with me for a second? Um, and I will say it has been survival of the fittest because- if he like passes that test, then like we usually like what end up dating longer. It's
0: called a shit test. Yeah. This is there. actually a term for it. I don't know if you've heard that. No,
1: I haven't. So, well, at least yeah. I'm not alone. You
0: heard it here, guys. That's a shit test. That's a, when a, when a woman is just, I mean, there's different kinds of shit tests. Mm-hmm. I guess in this case, it's just kind of like being goofy and and funny and weird. Yeah. And will this guy stick around, even though you're kind of fucking with him a little bit. Yeah. You're almost like fucking with him. You yeah. Know? That's what a shit test is, is. The girls are kind of fucking with the guy a little bit mm-hmm. to the point where it's like, is this guy strong enough, man enough, confident enough to stick around through yeah. some of that?
1: What's the movie with Matthew McConaughey and Kate?
0: How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's, that's like that. It. Yeah,
0: <laughs> she was acting crazy. Yeah, and we could pinpoint mental health issues, but it wasn't in this case because it was a movie and she was
1: acting. And also, that it was reason. for like her work and Career. like, yeah. which like I can understand. So, not <laughs> that I am her or Carrie Bradshaw or, I mean, maybe in my I've Bible watched side. a lot of
0: that. By the way, I've watched a lot of Sex in the City. Mm-hmm. I've, I'm even watching the current Sex in the. What do you think about that show?
1: I haven't watched the current one because I don't want it to ruin the OG. But I do think that... It, I like that they're remaking it because Carrie herself, the main character, has a lot of really like problematic dating tactics that haven't seemed to serve her very well. Because if you ask me, she's her relationship with Big is borderline abusive. So that's my take. Yeah.
0: I just saw a meme on Instagram where... The Golden Girls, that show,
1: mm-hmm. Betty White, mm-hmm.
0: they're the same age as the girls in the Sex in the City. What? It's not blow your mind that they're supposed to be in their mid-50s. And that's the Sex in the City women are in their mid-50s. It's about women in their mid-50s. That's the shocking. Golden Girls are in their mid-50s. And it's talking about them being in their golden years. And they also look very old. Much, much right older. like
1: the like white hair like granny clothes yes. versus like yes. you know the Prada mm-hmm.
0: it's just interesting mm-hmm. well,
1: which I will I will well. also say if I may insert that you know when it comes to aging and the way that women have changed in terms of upkeep uh you know there are women with like that I know that like really own their like gray hair and they really own their wrinkles and they really own like that they've fluctuated in weight or like that they don't have the body that they had when they were in their twenties. And then there are also women in their fifties now, especially because I live in Los Angeles. I see it all of the time of just like trying to reverse that aging. And like, there's Mm -hmm. the Botox, there's the, you know, all of the plastic surgery, all of the, makeup and skincare and hair care and all of these things. So I will say that like times have changed and I'm not sure if it's for the better.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. I see some women and I say to myself like, man, I think you look worse because you've done all of these things to your face mm-hmm. with all the Botox and stuff.
1: Which I'm not sitting here dogging on other women, but I always just, because I've never had any work done other than I do get my hair colored, I was born a blonde, so I've kind of kept that up. But it's like, yeah, if it makes you feel better, great. But like, why does it make you feel better? And are you sure you're not doing it for the attention of a man? Just make sure.
0: But maybe that's okay.
1: If You can lay your head down at night and be like, I'm altering the way that I look uh, in a painful manner that also drains my bank account for the attention of a man. If you want to outweigh those pros and cons, that's a personal choice and I will not hold it against you.
0: Well, I mean, you know, maybe leave a little money to survive, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that would be good. But I don't know. I think, I think that's, that's okay. I think if you have, well, it depends how it goes, right? Mm-hmm. If it's some people do it and it doesn't look good, some people do it and it does. Look good. Which,
1: how do you feel personally about you know women in their twenties and thirties getting getting work done? Like, let's just. I say, don't think
0: a woman should touch getting work done in, until she's in her thirties. Okay, so I like in, in a, you
1: don't you don't have any opinions on like lip injections or butt injections or like Botox?
0: I do. I I would say if you're if you're under thirty, like what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like you don't need to be doing that yet.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: If you're yet. in your thirties, well, I don't think they have to, mm-hmm. but. If they want to,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and they're in their thirties, I think a few things is is fine. I think the butt thing is ridiculous. Really, I think getting like butt butt implants is just like really strange. I think that.
1: Do you think most guys feel that way
0: about butt implants? I have no idea.
1: Mm, okay,
0: I don't know. I never really talked to them about that, but I understand the breast implant more than the butt implant because the breast implant. Really helps a woman feel more feminine. Mm. So I have some friends. It's not like I'm choked up, but it's really I just... I'm,
1: You're, getting I'm throw, You're getting emotional. You're getting so emotional. emotional breast yeah. implants.
0: Okay, just took a sip of water. But I think breast implants are such a like a symbol of
1: mm-hmm. femininity.
0: Of femininity. So I, yeah, so saying I have friends who grew up flat-chested. Mm-hmm and got implants mm-hmm. and I asked them like why why did you do that and I was like a kid when they would tell me cuz it was like a seven, I was like 16 and one of my friends got implants she goes i just wanted to feel like a woman mm. and i was like whoa okay i get yeah. it
1: no i, you know I, what I mean? no i definitely do i it's really funny that you bring this up i had a brand reach out to me very recently about wanting to sport some of their wear and their thing was like women who are flat-chested and they like asked me to like be a part of that and you know i i laughed with my roommates about it because i was like first of all this is funny like th- this is funny i'm going to laugh about it second of all it's a reality yeah like i have mosquito bites but you know what they're mine and like i love my body and like <laughs> i don't really care like if that if like that's something that you want to own like own it, like own what
0: you have, you know? Yeah. Listen, I respect that for sure. Mm -hmm. You know, but I don't, I don't mean like if if a woman's flat chested, they should get implants. But if the woman who is wants implants because Mm -hmm. they're flat chested, I would say, yeah, I get it. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: And then it's like, if you're in like the CD cup, but you want to get bigger than that. I cringe a little bit at that. I'm Like, what do you, you're, you need bigger. Really? You're fine. Okay. I think so. Yeah. I don't know. Why would you want bigger if you're already a D cup?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think to play into like the male fantasy, I suppose, like the pornographic, like very unrealistic standards that have been, you know, implemented into boys' minds for a while now.
0: This is where I think we disagree again, because I think that men, well, I don't know if men are all, you know, most men are attracted to like E and F cups of women mm-hmm. by but- but I don't know if that's implemented. I do think it is biological that a man would be attracted to specific feminine traits of a woman's body while a woman will also be attracted mm. to specific parts of a man's body. It's just...
1: Mm. Interesting. Just
0: how, is how it is. I just think that that's how it is.
1: I mean, do you think that you have a type? <clears throat> like, have you dated women that look similarly or have no. similar features?
0: No. But they all had feminine features on, mm. on to some degree, okay. from the top down. Okay, you know, interesting. Just like there's reasons why you know you're probably going to be attracted to a guy who's not going to have feminine features, physical feminine features.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't know. I say this as I'm looking at my Timothy Chalamet poster on my wall.
0: Oh, well, that is uh, <laughs> that is quite the exception there.
1: But like, there's is definitely it? some feminine is features it? there. Because I have never dated the same looking kind of guy ever, I don't think, ever.
0: But you know what, Timothy Chalamet, I would also argue that you might be attracted to him because of his status.
1: I would argue that I'm attracted to him because of his talent.
2: Talent? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I don't too. know if
1: it's so much his money as it is that that man knows how to act.
0: I just think that Tim- Timothy Chalamet, not actor mm-hmm. if he was just like a regular dude came up to you in a bar and like you know i mean assuming that the personality traits well we're doing this thing again with the whole mm-hmm. experimentation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. assuming the personality traits were equal you might go for a bigger brawnier guy
1: Maybe. Do you think so because Maybe. i i don't know i don't know from like a personal standpoint i i mean like i've I loved Justin Bieber when I was a, a little gal, um, and he was like considered like very feminine. He wasn't cool until like boyfriend came that out. You know what I mean? That's true. So maybe you are right. Maybe it is like a thing that you're born with because there. Are, I have a theory, you know, that like you're either a Harry Styles girl or you're a Timothy Chalamet girl.
0: Well, they're both like the same to me.
1: But like, I've never met a girl that likes both equally. So interesting. Yeah. I think that, okay. that it. I'm going to
0: dive more into that yeah. a little research on that on that front. That's good. Yeah. No, but I think, moreover, personality goes a further way for women. Behavior goes a further way for women. So I mm-hmm. can imagine that. Yeah. That's. I've that never dated like a
1: brawny like like a, a like gym rat ever. Never. Yeah. So
0: no 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 that makes sense that mm-hmm. makes sense yeah listen we can keep talking about this for such a long time I, I just want to let you know I had a very good. Conversation with you. Thank yes. you for being vulnerable. I think I counted in my head three times. You we were very vulnerable, I, and I know that it is hard to do that. But thank you for doing it, and thanks for being on the podcast and talking about some of this stuff. Like I said, I think we have a very good banter. We could probably go on for hours, but yeah, we do have to stop here. Is there any kind of last things you want to say to the audience
1: of men that are listening? Yeah, in terms of vulnerability, please be vulnerable not just for yourself but for the women that you that you care about and the women that you will care about in the future because the sooner you're you the sooner the people looking for you will find you
0: cool where can guys find you do you want to... oh that's
1: your, a scary tiktok <laughs> scary so you don't answer. have
0: to it's, it's yeah, completely yeah, up to yeah. you yeah
1: um i'm i'm on tiktok i'm the jenny johnson j e n n i johnson and then my website is the same thing, the JennyJohnson.com. And Instagram is is just Jenny Johnson. So.
0: Cool. Awesome. We'll click yeah. on the show notes so guys can check you out. Jenny Johnson, thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you for having me.